What is up, everybody? Welcome to the anime podcast of some sort. It's exactly what it says. Don't overthink it. I'm David Majors, also known as DJM, my co-host, who spends way more in more time on Instagram. He handles the Instagram. I handle the Twitter. It's Jack D. Allister. What's up, Jack? Oh, man, I have just been drawing up a storm, David, and it is a little bit of a, a national holiday, I might say, uh, at the time of this recording. That's right, folks. In cartoon news today, it's your boy Donald Duck's birthday. Ah. So isn't that marvelous? Uh, we have we have a blessed <laughs> we have a blessed spirit of a of a mentally uh, aggressive cartoon duck watching over us as show some we respect. He's a naval talk veteran. about the Japanimations. He's no, a naval it, veteran. It's show true. It's true. He served in the navy. Or yes. the troops. Yeah. No, I I love the guy. I love the guy, Donald. Uh, you know, it's been a while. Let's talk. Anyway, <laughs> well, let's we're not just here to talk about the Disney. Let's talk about the Japanimations. And what better way to transition from a Disney character to talk about a first story on the podcast involving Warner Brothers and Warner Media? And wow, this, this is, is actually big. some 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 big big news, Jack. This is actually something that I saw a couple of days ago that <clears throat> Warner Media, the company that controls Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, and Boomerang, will be reorganizing under all of those networks under one global kids and young adult unit. So they're putting all of these under one conglomerate, as it were. So they'll be working together, I suppose. And to continue this story, uh, later on we got some news a couple of days later that Crunchyroll had announced that they will be officially partnering up with Adult Swim and Toonami. And all of these networks are starting to converse again. Uh, as we as we know earlier with the the great split of 2018 with Funimation and AT&T and Crunchyroll and and their parent company there was a split but now kind of like the Ma Bell AT&T telephone monopoly of the 80s uh, these companies are all reorganizing and repartnering again Jack so i see a lot of consternation over this and I'm someone that believes and tries to keep abreast of technology news and business news to a certain degree, and I'm of the opinion that this is all pretty good, because honestly, Crunchyroll is going to have a partnership with Adult Swim and Toonami. That means some more Crunchyroll anime is going to be in front of more eyes, and that, everybody, is a good thing. What do you think, Jack? It's a very good thing. No, I think that that part of it is uh, very much a positive thing, you know, just getting getting stuff out there for, you know, for lack of a better term, for, for the normies to see, you know. We want everyone to get a chance to access this previously extremely obscure content. Well, it, de- it depends. I'm seeing a very varied list here on, you know, the anime they've licensed. But I think the thing that scares people is just, you know, the general idea of, you know, conglomerate acquisition. And also, I mean, Time Warner is a cable company. is uh, 
I mean, I can't speak for them, but I mean, that's probably the reason why I can speak against them is it's not great. I, I, but I mean, I guess I guess I'm going to have to take the, oppos- out there. the opposing p- opinion on this one, because uh, almost all of Time Warner's properties, I'm usually very into or a very big fan of. So uh, having a, a giant like this behind something like Crunchyroll it, to me, it's a good thing. It, it makes me feel like they understand. Time Warner understands that anime has an audience that is to be respected, and to me, that's a good thing. I, I genuinely believe uh, because no, that, for a what? That... Uh, just one more point, because you remember, yeah. Jack, for a while, Adult Swim and seemingly Time Warner's animation side of things. They were really shying away from anime for a while until, uh, as we all know, the giant Bring Back Toonami campaign happened. And on top of that, the the appreciation of anime in the West has done nothing but grow. And I think Warner Time Warner recognizes that. And they're willing to give it some backing. And I think that's a good thing. I think... That the only thing I've seen is maybe some people are a little afraid of their little anime bubble, having a few more people in and getting a little bigger. But other than that, I'm I'm struggling to find a bad side of this. No, no. Uh, the, honestly, that was me just like trying to think of something. Like I definitely agree with you that you know all these properties. These are there's a lot of them that I adore and love. And of course, Toonami is just a fantastic block. I'm so happy it's back. There's good things all around. I'm simply talking about you know away from the IPs for a moment. I'm talking about just the cable provider, Time Warner. Ah, I think that might be what's okay. what's freaking okay. people out a little bit because that's the big problem. You know, I mean. In this streaming world, you know, everyone, you know, has their uh, streaming uh, services. You know, I've got Netflix and Hulu for one, like, and we're looking at Disney Plus right now. Like, David, we're really lucky it's not a Disney podcast, which I would probably shoot myself if it were, despite my love of some of the properties. God damn it, Disney Plus. Anyway, point being, we're in a point now where cable is pretty much on live support but you know it's still nice to have cable um i just worry just very vaguely about time warner for that but i don't feel like you know there's gonna be any big drastic thing i'm really just again that's the only thing if i had to rack my brain why people are so apprehensive because it's like now that's they haven't had anything happen yet man just wait (laughs) you don't have to be scared all the time and i feel like you know, the 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 statements, the philosophies that are all being uh, presented here about this acquisition are all really good. Like, I really like um, hold on. I'm going to pull it up real quick. Pre- preparation. Be prepared. I really appreciate um, what Kevin Sujihara said about just <clears throat> just going to quote this here. Uh Otter Media speaks loudly and effectively to the millennial Gen Z audience and brings together highly passionate communities through content, bringing our iconic brands, infrastructure, and library together with Otter's creative talent. Reach and diverse set of communities will help us grow this important audience segment for Warner Brothers and Warner Media content and services. So these guys know that 
these creators that, you know, Rooster Teeth, Crunchyroll, all this at the like, it matters. And hearing, you know, a chairman of all things say that, you know, just it's a little thing, but acknowledging the little guy, I appreciate that. I really much appreciate that, especially going so far as to say it's uh, calling it passion driven digital media. That's really just making it to me feel like this is a very new frontier for the entertainment industry. But I mean, I'm, I'm glad you said passion driven media because it sounds like a, a big company recognizes that while something may not generate a billion dollars, it sounds like they understand that it still has merit. And that is an, a great thing. Yes. In 2019. Absolutely. Um, you know, he gets a lot of flack for many things as he rightly should but uh I, it keeps coming back to disney i'm sorry david but michael eisner uh you know very famously put we're not in the interest of explicitly making a statement to make art to make any kind of uh message but in order to make great films we will sometimes make a statement or make, make great art and i think that is a very important thing to acknowledge that you know <laughs> Just make the damn thing. I don't know. And this this be, is good news being to me. A, and being a facilitator for great art is a great thing. Now, Jack, yes. what I'm hoping is that our next story does facilitate something great because it is something very near and dear to my heart. Uh, we discussed on a previous episode of the podcast that there will be a Mobile Suit Gundam live action movie in the not too distant future. <clears throat> And it was going to happen. Will, yeah, yeah, I, I suppose so. Uh, but the gentleman that has been tapped to write and be the executive producer for this movie is Mr. Brian K. Vaughn. Now, if what? some of you out are out there are not entirely familiar with that name, uh, I looked him up, and, and in the story that we had in the show notes, it, he had been involved with Ex Machina, awesome. Why the Last Man, pretty okay. And runaways, your mileage may vary. So that that's these are properties that are well known, well done, and have pretty decent followings. He's this guy has some writing chops and produce some producing chops. Also, uh, the overseer of this project that will be working directly with Sunrise will be Kale Boiter, who is producing Detective Pikachu. Okay. That's garnering some buzz. Which is looking better. And he was a producer on a little movie near and dear to my heart called Pacific Rim Uprising. So this man clearly has respect for the giant robot. Jack, in the wake of Battle Angel Alita turning out as well as it did, am I wrong to see this story and be a little bit more hopeful? Like, I know we're still in the age of uh, poo-pooing most anime live-action adaptations, but seeing the credentials of the people behind this and reading in the story that they will be working directly with Sunrise uh, regarding Mobile Suit Gundam, is it wrong of me to say, okay, I'm, I'm willing to keep an open mind? I've, I've fallen for this before, uh, keeping an open mind. So uh, am, I, am I crazy, Jack? Am I crazy? 
I don't think you're crazy. I think this is a little less disingenuous marketing than, say, I don't know, making your trailer look really, really good for a mediocre movie. Aladdin. <laughs> That's how they get you. But good good people on, on good projects, potentially good projects with, you know, a, an iconic IP like this. And yes, with, you know, producer of Pacific Rim Uprising. Hey, I feel good about this. Also, I really like The Last Man. So... I have a good feeling about this. <laughs> I had read this initially, uh, the headline really quickly on the notes here, and I have to just point it out because I think it's really funny that my brain thought this, but I almost accidentally read it as Matthew Vaughn, and I was really excited to see what the <laughs> director of Kingsman, the Secret Service, was going to do to Mobile oh. Suit Gundam. <laughs> well, that really would have been something. I I would I'd want that immediately. I Can I just say, like, I... I feel like maybe a, a really punchy director w would be really great for this, but I, we have writing cred. That sounds really good. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a different Vaughn than I initially thought. I, I feel good about this, David. I feel like you should too. Also, just as a side note, the trailer for Detective Pikachu is, they're, they're looking really good. Can I just say, I know I've they never are. played a they genuine are. Pokemon game in my life. This looks like absolute fun. I don't care if no, I'm an idiot or a child. I, I, fe I, I don't feel like care. This, this is a great way. This is a great gateway into Pokemon. Uh, I've dabbled, as I've said in the past, and most recently I've been a little bit more intrigued by the Pokemans again. And I think this will be a good gateway for people that may not be too familiar or a, a great little piece of nostalgia for everyone that, oh, maybe stopped after Gen 1. I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, I think I'm looking forward to this Gundam movie, I think. I think. David, I think. anime movies, they're getting better. Yeah, they're they good. Did you see Alita, oh Jack? God. Did you see Alita? I actually... I unfortunately did not. I meant to before this podcast, but um, I am very excited to see it. I I can't very argue excited. it. It it is good. It is good, and I'm seeing sort of an upward trajectory every few years. Uh, Dragon Ball Evolution was bad. Ghost in the Shell was eh, not terrible. Alita was pretty damn good. So maybe maybe there's room for hope with Gundam. Maybe there's room for hope. Yes. And there see, certainly seems to be hope with Detective Pikachu. So we're, we'll see we're how back it goes to our, with the We're back to our films. positive ways, Jack. We are back to our positive ways uh, on the anime podcast of some time. sort. Really? I know. We're in a dark, Spring dark place. Oh, hasn't it? <laughs> and I'm... Are you checking out anything from this upcoming season yet, Jack? Uh... I ha I haven't, but I'm going to uh, pull it up right now and see what we got. That's right, though. Um, I know I'm probably going to get dragged into the watching the Fruits Basket remake with my friends. Although, let me just go ahead and take you on a little bit of a story, David. Uh, you know that anime and manga were pretty tough to come by. You know, for I'd say maybe the, maybe like up until recently, maybe this last decade, it's been much better but you know it still had some kinks to work through with dvds and such but there i am in the high school library checking out my requisite six books like i do i read a lot okay i was a dork and and 
there's an actual segment of a shelf, not a whole shelf, because they certainly didn't have enough, but there was a tiny little shelf that had maybe two or three random volumes of Death Note. It's perfect for high schoolers. And uh, the entirety of Fruits Basket. There were a few others, but I can't really think of them off the top of my head now. But uh, David, when that's what you have to go on, that's what you pick up. And it's cute. It's fun. And I really feel like the anime that originally adapted the work is it doesn't look great. It's very much that kind of, we, we really tried, (laughs) we really tried to get this art style down. So, you know, with modern animation, I'm feeling very good about this. Images look great. Uh, Why don't you tell me about some of the uh, animes that you're thinking of checking out this season? And I will continue to look down this list, see if anything else pops out to me. Jack, here's what I was thinking, actually. Why don't we save the big APOS Spring 2019 spectacular for the next episode? Since we already know the next episode will be pretty special. Let's save it for the next episode. Oh, podcast tease, everybody. Podcast tease. How about that? That'll give me more time to look at some stuff, see what uh, catches my eye. So, podcast tease. I like it. On the next episode of the anime podcast of some sort, and yes, it will be big. It will be big. We'll we'll do our spring. We will do our spring anime thingy. Jack, you're actually watching something on on Netflix these days. I'm usually the one preaching the good word of Netflix. Uh, What have you got? Well, I mean, I've gotten just a lot of extra time to draw as of recently, a lot of great commission work, and so I've been leaving some anime on in the background. The usual suspects been re-watching, listening to Castlevania, Kakegurui, uh, catching up on The Strange Life of Psyche K, but the breakout series this this time has got to be, David, it's got to be Backstreet Girls. Do you know anything about this anime, David? Is this like a gender swap of like a brand new male idol group anime that I missed? <laughs> uh, I believe you are correct in that. I was really hoping you were going to say, is this the, the answer to Backstreet Boys? Which, you know, I wish. I really wish that anime was out there trying to recreate the 90s through idol groups. But uh, this Don't follows give them any three- ideas. I'm I'm sorry. This follows three Yakuza toughs who screw up so badly with their boss that he decides. Oh, it's this one. Punishment. Yeah. Yes. They they start a band. Yes. Or they're forced punishment. to start a band. They are forced to start an idol group again with the satirical idol anime. David, I don't know. Like they're trying to get me, but I'm not going to watch Love Live. I'm not like. I, I actually mean that. This isn't going to be a Gilligan cut to two months later where I'm telling you I really like Nico or whatever. Didn't we already that's do the, the didn't we already do the no love live thing like a thousand years ago? It's true. It's true. But uh, Backstreet Girls, you know, it's it feels like it's more about the, the Yakuza bit it, because these girls that have, you know, come back from this sex change operation and, you know, rigorous psychological training to forcibly become the money-making idol group that the boss wants them to be 
they're they're not great at it. They're always sitting around with their legs apart. And by the way, David, they don't call attention to their panties. It's always shot from an aerial angle. Wow. Oh my Ac- god. Mind actually blown. <laughs> no, they they really there's some titillating things like I mean, you know, they're definitely not averse to their new hot bodies for one thing, but I mean across the board it's mostly about how they're taking their innate yakuza nature towards violence and crime and general hat assery and just trying to make it work on a level to be charming and sweet and i you know it's tough to talk about the comedy i'd say it every time but you know i think a pretty good uh litmus test of uh how much this might be enjoyable to you is uh i want to say it's episode three they have an interview alongside a very popular idol group they're trying to you know rub elbows get in there and uh so (laughs) The regular idol group is saying things like, you know, I really like natto and, uh, you know, I don't know the standards of Japanese food, but apparently that makes the main lead singer of the popular idol group feel like an old man. Apparently that's something that falls to old man taste. So the guy makes a comment about that and they go, oh, wait, we could just be ourselves. So then the indie group comes up with the Yakuza Tufts and they all go, man, I get hairs around my nipples and my pubes. It's the weirdest thing, guys, on the radio. So, I mean, as one, if does. you're looking for that kind of shock humor, yeah, I mean, hashtag relatable, but <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's glorious. Uh, and I mean, if you need, if it were feeling bad because you think that the premise feels a little, I don't know, wrong. Like, I mean, look. I'll give you I'll give you your pass. It's fine. I don't care. I'm not offended. I'm laughing. It's great. <laughs> no, no problems here. Uh Backstreet Girls, definitely a riot. Just Netflix, man. Just getting all these excellent series. Oh, and Devil Man. I'm rewatching Devil Man and trying really hard to not just stare at the visuals and forget what people are saying. <laughs> Wait, what <laughs> are they saying? The first go round. What are they saying? What are people saying? No, what like the characters are saying. I mean, like I'm so distracted. Oh. I was like, oh, this is great. This looks so good. Oh, wait, they said something. <laughs> back ten. Back ten yes, seconds. There 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 are things happening. Yes. Well, I love just it. like just I like with Star Trek Discovery, Jack. Just like with Star Trek Discovery, yes, it does look really cool, but things are happening and you do have to open your ears a little bit. It's true. But I'm loving it. I am loving it from start to finish again. And I'm really excited for Kakegurui season two because uh, apparently there's a character who's voiced by Romy Park, of course, most known for her voice as Edward Elric in Full Metal Alchemist in the Japanese uh, sub. I'm ready, David. <laughs> I'm ready for this terrible excuse for gambling to show up and make me feel psychological terror. Outstanding. I feel like we've been saying that here on this podcast for for a while now, that Netflix ha- is picking up some really enjoyable anime. If you're looking for things that aren't necessarily within the, the normal anime conversation. So, yeah, get your Netflix on, everybody. You don't even have to chill if you don't want to. You can just watch some anime. And, I mean... 
real quick, there's there's just a lot of animation in general, not just the anime. Of course, the anime podcast of some sort would advise towards the anime. But I mean, there's some great other stuff on there, too. Like Hilda was really impressive. I also just finished that alongside my my anime binge watch. So this is a really great time for animation. I'm very excited for that uh, passion driven digital media. That is backed by giant companies with lots of money. Indeed. And that's a good thing. Jack, sometimes when large companies back animation projects, sometimes they, they go wrong. Still. They, they still go wrong. And It's true. I've decided that I am officially lifting the embargo as of now. It's no secret, everybody, oh that your boy David Majors <laughs> We're gonna talk about the thing. is a big, big fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. And since the announcement and certain visual cues for the live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movie, I've taken a bit of a personal embargo on all things Sonic. It just It's just been, we've locked it up like the Disney vault, we've, we've locked it away and we've just gone radio silent Uh, the only thing that i've done is when i went to go see alita there was a poster for the movie in the theater near my home i took a picture where everyone could see that i was very 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 crestfallen at the visual (laughs) that i was seeing jack so sorry david i'm so sorry this looks unholy that's the only word that i can use ever given me it's true it actually generated a flight or fight response in me when i saw it the first time i i nearly fought that's what i nearly did i nearly chose to fight and just throw the movie poster on the ground just and you know what it's rant time because do it david I have to talk to the Sonic fandom for a second. Listen here, Sonic fandom. You did this to yourselves. This grotesque thing that is supposed to be Sonic the Hedgehog, it is the byproduct of your nonstop memes. It is the byproduct of your fan art, your fan fiction it is the byproduct of all of your original character do not steal memes it is the byproduct of a warped and twisted fandom that hasn't had enough good video games and comic books and animated series so it had to warp and twist and make its own weird content that has spawned this now far be it from me to knock people for their creative expression. But Sonic fandom, you did this to yourselves. You did this to yourselves. This is our fault. If we had just kept things a little less weird. Yes, they are anthropomorphic characters. But for God's sakes, did you really have to go all that way? You sick, sick weirdos. This is our fault. 
this this live action movie and i'm trying my best not to peek on the mic but my god man this movie is our fault it looks terrible it looks grotesque and all of the shit posting and complaining that everyone does about how bad sonic is for so long this is our fault we've done this and and now we have to live with this sonic was on a good upswing for a few years and now this like everyone kind of wiped sonic boom off the map because the cartoon was really good but now this the games in recent years aside from sonic boom were all pretty well praised sonic forces somewhere in the middle Your mileage may vary but now we have this 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 thing that is supposed to be sonic the hedgehog that people saw the legs and nearly peed themselves in terror and then saw the rest of it and were horrified. And the original creators of Sonic at Sonic Team in Japan saw this and were like, oh, hell no, in Japanese, but you get my point. Sonic fandom, we are responsible for this. This is our own undoing, and God damn it, we deserve every bit of it. You, You didn't ask for this, David. And I certainly I just, didn't consent to seeing these posters everywhere. No, no. I didn't consent to this. No one did. Who would consent to this? This Ugh. is what happens. David, this looks. This is what happens when meme culture becomes just culture. When there's nothing left but the memes and the shit posting, this is what comes out. And you have think, no one to blame but yourselves. I think, David, what you're what you're getting at here <clears throat> is to say, when will you learn? When will you learn that your actions have consequences? Actions have consequences, and so does your shit posting. I feel like I've been saying that for about two, three years now. Your shit posting has consequences, like the Sonic the Hedgehog live-action movie that no one will be able to escape from. Now, David, uh, I'd like to pull you a little bit back from the void of despair for a moment and and walk you and a couple of, uh, you know, our listeners. Let's just walk through what, what went wrong. And I think the main thing is... You... This far along in the game, you can't go, this is an initial design. You can't. You can't. That's the equivalent of the 14-year-old on DeviantArt who goes, it's my style. No, no. This is, this is not your style. This is the homogenized, throwing Alvin and a chipmunks, the Smurfs, all of those godforsaken live-action CGI hybrids with a cute, adorable—I <clears throat> I say that, but I can't—I can't finish it. The, with the presumably cute and adorable mascot from a previously beloved IP that didn't ask to be destroyed like this. That's the style. That's not any individual. This is an algorithm making a fucking movie, David, and. It really sucks because if there's one thing that I've learned from my love of the Sonic OVA from a few years ago, I really enjoyed watching that. Really opened my eyes to the the, the aesthetic that really 
really captures my imagination from the Sonic uh, franchise. And then playing some classic games, you know, Sonic 2 has been great. Tails, Miles Prower is my son. I know that everybody throws that around on the internet a lot, but he's actually my son. Like, if anyone genuinely hates him in the year of our base god 2019, you're going to have to listen to me because he's a good boy and he does good things. He's also a genius. I don't know. He is a genius and a great pilot. He is objectively a better pilot than Launchpad McQuack. But all that being said, David, here's what here's the Sonic movie I think that y'all deserved. Picture this. And, and I'm going along the formula that they absolutely have to make it in a live action setting. They can't just go full animated. So we're going along that template that Hollywood just loves to ring dry. So you have the live action area and it looks like from that horrific poster with just the legs, like the Golden Gate Bridge. So let's just say we're in San Francisco and we're following a young, maybe they're a couple, you know, I'd say just a guy and a gal. They're just like roommates hanging out all the thing and they are eco-friendly. They, they try really hard to be green. And then through some sort of haphazard, whatever a wizard did it the universe collided whatever sonic shows up and this is the important thing david i like sonic is very much like that kind of classic rubber hose cartoon character with that modern 90s sensibility and dude so why isn't he just hand-drawn yes it's expensive but that'd work so much better than what you've already got out there so sonic shows up he interacts it's a lot of great excellent production you know he's interacting with the live environment and the people it's like who framed roger rabbit all over again and then he reveals that dr eggman or robotnik i don't know followed him from mobius and he knows that this world is in danger of going to pot because of the environment so you get a little bit of that green spin on it and you get you know all of that classic lore from those games that people love and you get to be able to follow the standard hollywood formula will they do that no should have they yes they absolutely should have and that david is my gift to you and the sonic fandom i'm sorry i can't fully get the funding to give it to you properly but that's what you deserved that is the sonic fandom doesn't deserve a gift they, they really don't i'm i'm so upset with this movie jack I think that I'm pretty close to saying to Sonic fandom, I think we need to see other people. I'm I'm so close. I'm so oh, close to just saying Sonic fandom, we're I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. But but just know I'm I'm staying at a hotel for the weekend because I just I just need some time right now, Sonic fandom. I need some time. You've to gotta think sleep about on the couch. I, no, I, I'm getting a hotel room for the weekend because I just need some time, okay? I need some time. And I will call you when I call you. But in the meantime, in between time, Jack, while I'm getting my things, I want you to tell me that you've been enjoying some Sonic stuff lately. I absolutely have, David. I very much have. And before I get into that, I have one more question to you about the fate of Sonic, the fandom, everything everything in general the franchise 
I once heard someone say that they think that Sonic at this point is unsalvageable, that there is no hope of it ever being good again. And Not whether true. that's from fan outcry and the fandom itself or just because of the fluctuating quality. Do you believe that? I absolutely do not, because Sonic was re- as Sonic was good as recently as not even five years ago. Yeah, Mania. Sonic Sonic was always at its best and when there's content coming out for that. When there's games, and when there's cartoons, and when there's comics, if you just stick to those, you'll be okay. The Sonic Mania games were universally acclaimed. Sonic Forces, mm-hmm. Sonic Boom, the cartoon, was well-received. The Sonic Mania Adventures YouTube series was well-received. These were all fairly recent. The thing about the Sonic fandom is that it is it is always up and down. There are always peaks and valleys. And we had a peak... Now it's looking like we're entering a valley, given that Sonic Forces wasn't as well-received as one might have hoped, and given what this upcoming movie looks like, we're entering a valley. And that's kind of what the Sonic fandom has always been, since the Dreamcast, and since Sonic X, I suppose. Adventure. Oh, oh wow. It's really really been that way. It feels to me like the 3D has been like the the main divisive factor, but maybe that's just me looking at it from an outsider. It, it is. I'll take your word it for it. it. It absolutely it is. is the 3D because some people just never want to let go of the idea that Sonic the Hedgehog is only supposed to be one thing. I'm not one of those fans. Well, Tomato Potamus 2 never worked in 3D. But Sonic has. <laughs> Sonic has. But Sonic has. Like, like, come on, Sonic Boom. I understand what you're saying here, but it's only Tomato Potamus's fault. It's not Sonic's fault. No. Sonic works I, in 3D. It does. And I just think that we'll be entering a valley and we'll come out of it. Hopefully with less dumb memes. Hopefully. So, yeah, David, I've been playing some games and uh, I gotta say... Right now, I am. I have not really touched too many of the 3D properties. Uh, I played a little bit of Generations at my friend Patrick's house, but so far, it's been Mania, Sonic 1 <laughs> on hiatus for however long, uh, Sonic 2, which I also recently put on hiatus because as much as I have been enjoying it, uh, Sonic CD really captured my attention. When I realized this is the one that had the time travel mechanic and various yeah, future past worlds i really wanted to see this in action and i'm only on the first level still because it is i don't know i i feel like i've got location blindness or something but it's a lot of fun the music's been great just it's not a bad franchise it's just got a lot of bad press for no reason and it just makes me feel bad i don't feel bad for the ridiculous corners of the fandom but i know folks like you david people who are just enjoying it for what it is and they don't deserve this they absolutely don't i'd say sonic fans don't deserve this the sonic fandom as a whole uh i'll leave it to your i'll leave it to you david you're the one who calls the shots on that if they deserve it or not but 
I'm I'm liking it a lot. You know, Sonic OVA, of course. I love the character designs and everything from that, and it works so well. Looks just like the games. It's charming. I love it. It's no surprise to anyone who knows. I love juxtaposition. You know, I might love me some cute Disney style characters, but I also love me some some weird stuff that maybe doesn't really fit with that kind of happy motif. So I love the idea of this very 90s kind of aesthetic universe that's just very, oh, man, it's just so mechanical and futuristic and all over the place. And then you also have these great sprawling natural lands and Oh, I love it. And then these classic rubber hose looking characters. It's just all fun. It's really fun. I'm having a good time, David. I'm I'm really glad. And I cannot wait for you to get to Sonic. Spinball, well, maybe. Sonic Spinball can be very polarizing. Uh, you either love it or hate it. There's no in between. Uh, and Sonic 3, of course. Uh, the, the masterpiece. Uh, I'm really excited for you to get to... And Knuckles. And I will... I will wait excitedly for you to tackle those. Now, Jack, before Indeed. we wrap up, right in the pre-show, you had a brilliant, brilliant idea. And oh, yeah. I absolutely love it. And I think it will be great going forward with our next exciting adventure. So tell us about this little idea that you had, Jackson. All right. Folks, we're going to have ourselves our very first anime podcast of some sort contest. It's going to be real simple, and all you got to do is at one of us on Twitter. Just make up a hypothetical anime, any kind of characters, genre, premise that you can imagine. Get real creative. The only thing is that both David and I have to love it. So come up with an anime that both David and I will enjoy and add us at call me DJM or Jack D Tyler D on Twitter with your answer. And this is the best part. The winner gets a prize. And that prize, David, is going to be a hand-drawn poster interpretation of your winning anime premise as drawn by me. And I'll even mail it to you if you want. How cool is that, eh, Posse? Jack will draw your anime and send it to you and all you have to do is come up with something that we both like it's all you gotta do and and y'all know i'm not nearly as much of a jerk as i seem on twitter when it comes to stuff that i like i'm, I'm really not i'm really not and, and jack and jack jack's definitely not a jerk we, we all know that that's why i keep him around it it, it softens my image everybody and <laughs> yeah. Send us your ideas. Give us what you got. At us. At us. We'll we'll keep this going for a few weeks. Uh this will be great for when we uh, make our big news. Uh tease tease. We're we're teasing something. I I'm excited <laughs> about it. Uh but yeah, send us your ideas. You you have something that you've written or you want to get creative, you writers. You you fan artists, you fanfic writers, I swear I don't hate you as much as I sounded like a little while ago. That was just for Sonic. That was just for Sonic. That's it. But the rest of you, go ahead. Go nuts. Dazzle us. And send us a tweet at callmedjm and at jackdtylerd. And until then, 
Thank you all for listening to the anime podcast of some sort. We're on iTunes, we're in Stitcher, we're in Spotify. We are now officially on SoundCloud. Yes, I I put down the money for it. We're we're on the SoundCloud with the SoundCloud rappers. I don't think Jack and I are going to be getting tattoos on our faces anytime soon, but we are on the SoundCloud. Let's look for the next by time a social I'll... media post blows up, you'll actually have something to drop. Apos on SoundCloud. Anime podcast of some sort in all podcatchers look for it by name winky winky guys thank you so much for listening and we will talk about cartoons possibly somewhere else maybe in a studio a real live podcast studio in the not too distant future 